Today's episode of the Ramp It Up podcast contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Ramp It Up podcast with your host, Ronel Sinuis. Are you ready to ramp it up? Ramp it up, Ew. Hey, yo, ramp it up, B. Girl, ramp it up. Ramp it up. The Ramp It Up Podcast. Hey, you need to ramp it up. Ramp, ramp, ramp it up. January 7th, 2022. I am happy to say we all meet it. Welcome back for another episode of the Ramp It Up Podcast. I'm your host and your favorite Zoe on Wheels, Ronell. Woo! Hopefully everyone enjoyed their holidays. We took a couple weeks off from our last episode so I could spend some time with some family and friends. Hopefully you guys did as well. Uh, hopefully you got some good gifts or shared some great quality time with those you hold dear. Shout out to everyone who lives in cold weather areas is about 80 degrees here in south florida today a nice sunny day not to rub it in your faces but yeah rubbing it in your face uh but hopefully everyone did enjoy uh their christmas their hanukkah their kwanzaa whatever holidays you may have uh, celebrated over the december break and we are back we're back for the first episode of the new year of 2022, happy new year to everyone. Hopefully you've been working on your new year's resolutions already. I know I have. In fact, I'll be sharing a list of 10 of my new year's resolutions that are good for me, but could also be uh, useful to the rest of you wheelchair users out there. Uh, but again, I do want to send out positive vibes, well wishes, uh, blessings, and nothing but prosperity and positivity for you all for the year 2022. Um, in a few days, it'll be the mark of the second year anniversary of the Ramp It Up podcast going into our third season. So I have to say thank you to everyone who's supported us thus far, who's subscribed, who continues to rate and review, who follow us on social media, who share with their family and friends all the information that I try to share with you guys. And most importantly, those of you guys who are just here on the journey with me to support me as I am supporting you guys on your own personal journeys as well. So thank you. Thank you very much. Looking forward to a great year. I did mention before, I have some great stuff planned for this year, possibly uh, a giveaway coming up in honor of our anniversary. So got to stay tuned. Uh, it might be on our social media. It might be mentioned on our next episode. That's why you need to be connected to all of them to know what's coming up. Uh, for those of you who may not know, we are on Instagram. Our page is ramp.it.up.podcast. Also, you can find us on Facebook. Just search the Ramp It Up podcast and you'll find our Facebook page. Uh, make sure you are following us. We're on all major podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Google. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio. Uh, Amazon, you can think of all the major ones. We are most likely there. You can just search the Ramp It Up podcast or my name, Ronell Sinus, 
or you can just click the link our the link in our Instagram and Facebook pages. So many different ways to follow us. I'm just asking that you do. Again, today we're talking about our New Year's resolutions and hopefully you're not making them just to break them before halfway through the year. In fact, I'm going to ask for your help to help me stay honest, to help me keep up with my New Year's resolutions and I will make sure to do the same with you guys. I will make sure to give updates periodically throughout the year, probably not whole uh, episodes about it, just to let you know where I am in uh, the list that we are going to share with you guys. Uh, There'll be a couple articles and stuff that I will share in our episode notes that kind of help support and give information about some of the resolutions that I personally have and just to kind of help you guys hold on to them as well. If a resolution that you have is not on the list, email us. Let us know what you're resolving uh, to do for this upcoming year and the rest of your life. We don't want just resolutions just for one year. We want to keep improving regularly. Our email address is the ramp it up podcast at gmail.com. Again, the ramp it up podcast at gmail.com. So we're going to start our list 10 things, 10 things I plan on making happen in the year 2022. I can't say I've ever been the best at manifesting and claiming and all those things. I've always been taught it takes hard work and dedication and a strong will to get things done. But hey, if I could manifest and will them into existence as well, why not add that into what I'm doing? So uh, the first one, and I know many of you guys can uh, relate to it. So I'm just going to jump right in. Eating healthier, establishing a more consistent diet, and maintaining it. Every few months, I'll say a new fad diet comes out, something that's supposed to help you lose inches fast, or a new tea, or a new workout plan, or something crazy that's supposed to make you lose all this weight, feel great, and be super sexy for the summer. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys, they don't always work as well long term. Um, I remember the tummy teas and all those things that were out for a while. And I'm not going to disparage any products, but I'll say they've never worked well for me. They're not something that um, I've been able to stick to and uh, have these long term results. They usually work good for a couple months, even a year, maybe a little longer than that but you find yourself slowly pulling out of them. Now, let's complicate that with having a spinal cord injury. Uh, Some of these fad diets don't work great for those of us who have less mobility, who live life day to day in a wheelchair. Um, Keto and uh, some of these carb-free diets or uh, no-sugar diets, some of them are are, are a bit aggressive, or they may not be providing the, um, what can I say, the fiber that our body needs, being that we don't have as much uh, movement as uh, some of the more mobile brothers and sisters out here, uh, we tend to get constipated. I know I do. It it hits me randomly. I'll think the week is going great, and I'm eating good, and I'm constipated. And what makes that even worse is those constipations tend to lead to uh, UTIs, and then we're back in the hospital. So, my resolution this year is to find and maintain a healthier diet. Now, maintaining why? 
just so it, it lasts. It lasts the, the whole year. And just as I continue living life and getting used to this uh, spinal cord injury that I have, I want to make sure that I'm okay. So I've done a lot of research. I'm still learning daily. I'm not perfect. I have my flaws. Chicken wings and macaroni and cheese will always be life, but I will be cutting back quite a lot. Uh, one person that I've been following on Instagram, uh, she has a page. First of all, her name is Fatima. She's a licensed dietitian. Uh, she married a gentleman with a spinal cord injury, and uh, since seeing some of his hardships, she decided to tailor her career towards helping individuals with spinal cord injuries. Now, I'm not promoting, I'm not telling you she is the the way, the truth, and the light, but I can say a few of the things that uh, she has shared on her pages. I have tried um, applying them to my daily life. Not perfectly, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not that great, but I am learning each and every step of the way. But uh, they've been great, uh, just trying to help us eat a little bit better, be more consistent with uh, fresh fruit and vegetables, less processed foods. So her page is paralysis.nutrition on Instagram, if you guys want to take a look at it. Um, she actually has like a paid program where she partners with you and gives you one-on-one -on -one, um, service to kind of help you figure out what your meal plan should be. I didn't do the one-on-one -on -one plan yet, but I did buy her cookbook. And had some great ideas in there to kind of tailor to my tastes and uh, just to kind of, again, lower my calorie intake, making sure I'm eating properly to uh, facilitate not only my bowel program, but to lose a couple inches on my waist. So without a waist trainer, I'm trying to be snatched for the year 2022. So again, uh, maintaining or first establishing and then maintaining a healthier diet for this year. Number two on my list, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the first one, is to get back to and stay in the gym. I think this is the most popular uh, New Year's resolution in history. In fact, a lot of gyms make the most money they make between December and January because so many new members are joining and ironically don't go back past like March. I don't want that to be the case for me, especially after a spinal cord injury. One, maintaining a healthy weight, uh, a very active lifestyle is important because heart disease is very prominent in people with uh, spinal cord injuries or just wheelchair users in general. And uh, secondly, it helps with uh, my, uh, I guess, spasms. It helps with uh, my progress. Uh, my hands tend to loosen up and be more functional when I'm very active. And it also helps with digestion and your body, your, your bowel program. So all these things kind of wrap up together. So in planning on getting back to the gym and remaining uh, consistent, one, we have to be careful. COVID's out there, Corona, uh, whether it's a Corona original or Delta variant, or we have Omicron diet, uh, Corona zero is going to come out soon, whatever variants they may be, we just have to make sure that we're safe out here. But for me in the Miami area, I like to go to the Miami Project to cure paralysis. Uh, when you're part of any of their studies, you have access to their gym. It is a fully wheelchair accessible gym. Amazing. They usually have one or two staff members there that are available to help 
you based on whatever level of mobility you have to get your workout on. There's cardio machines, there are weightlifting machines, uh, areas to stretch. They sometimes have um, a trainer to come in to help with some either yoga or, or different calisthenics just to kind of help get your blood going and help you be more active. Um, some of the guys that have been going there, guys and ladies, uh, for the last few years. And they're really cool. They end up creating a really good um, atmosphere and community uh, at the gym. So it's great. Also, they have a PT on staff, a good friend of mine, Dina Cillian. I plan on having her on the podcast pretty soon. And she helps with some of the exercises and just uh, checking on your mobility and stuff. So it is a great place for me to go to. Um, I'm not sure if everyone else is available to go there, but if not, most insurance, and I'm going to say most, not all, I cannot promise all, but most insurances have a program called the Silver Sneakers Program. The Silver Sneakers Program pretty much helps you sign up and pay for gym memberships. They have select gym member or gyms uh, in your local area. Call your insurance, ask them about the Silver Sneakers Program, and they'll give you the, um, pretty much the lowdown, all the information you need to help you choose a gym that works best for you. Are all gyms wheelchair accessible? I will not lie to you and say so. But at the very least, it'll get you in the door to start working out and getting back on track for the whole year. Number three, and this is a big one for me. We've talked about it often in the last two seasons of the podcast. Uh, finding a better way to manage my money and uh, more streams of money. We've talked about it and I will continue to talk about it. Uh, life living off of uh, social security or disability income is not the way to go. At least for me. I can't say it doesn't work for other people. But this little bitty check that comes in, which I'm very grateful for, isn't cutting it for me. There's a lot that I plan on doing with my life. I plan on buying property. Um, I want to travel. Uh, there's a lot that I plan on doing. Not only that, I have 14 or 15. I lose count. Nephews and nieces. Life is expensive with that many of them. So I want to make sure that I am gainfully employed. But the first thing to do is to manage the money that I have currently better. Budget and be a little smarter with my money. We've talked a lot about investing over uh, the last year when I started about last, I'll say mid or early last year. I've sat in on some classes where they talked more about financial literacy. Now, I'm going to be honest, some of, or most of them are not geared towards individuals who are dealing with Social Security benefits or Medicare. So you, you have to take their information and the input with a grain of salt. Also, most of them are talking about individuals who are working with salaries or who, who have a higher income on a regular basis. So you have to kind of tailor it to fit your needs, as I am doing on a regular basis. Um, but there are other ways uh, for us to protect and manage our money. There are different accounts uh, that we can look into. Your best bet is to contact a disability lawyer and they'll give you some more information on how to properly and safely manage your money post-injury. And even for those who are in retirement or if you're the caregiver, whatever it may be. Also finding ways to make some bread. Um, this is a gig economy right now. So there are smaller jobs that you can get that may not Put your benefits in jeopardy. Uh, I know this year they've changed the limits for how much we're allowed to make. Yes, there is a cap on the income people who are on Social Security benefits can get on a regular basis. Kind of keeps you like right at the poverty line, which isn't cool if you're asking me. But whatever, 
I don't plan on living that life much longer. Hence, this resolution for the year. Managing my money better and finding other streams of income. Number four, this one's kind of close to my heart. Uh, finding and maintaining a new barber. Yes, a barber. Yep, the guy that gives me a tape, a lineup, cuts my hair, fades out the temples, brings the beard down just a bit, rounds it out, that guy. Um, why is it so important? One, this is something I've been doing since I was a kid. Uh, and if you know anything about a great barber or for those of you guys who go to salons, a great hairdresser, you don't go to just anybody. Not only do you not go to just anybody, but you don't switch it up often. Once you find one that you click with, they end up being your barber slash hairdresser for years. I've been injured about five years and in, no, I said about five years, more than five years now, five years and a couple weeks. And I've been to a barbershop twice, two times in five years. I've had more haircuts than that. Usually a family member comes through to the house, helps me get cleaned up, still looking fresh, but part of just being independent and living a more adult life, even after my spinal cord injury, is just getting back out and do my own thing, being on my own schedule. So finding and maintaining a relationship with a good barber, a good one, I don't just put my beard or my hair in anybody's hands, is going to be important. So uh, if you guys know a good barber out there, someone to help keep the beard clean and fresh, no razor bumps, none of that stuff, let me know. But I am in the market for a good one. I do know for those who may not be as comfortable leaving their home, whether it be for mobility issues or because of Corona, there are mobile barbers that can come to your home. They tend to be a bit pricier than just going to a regular barbershop, but all you have to do is Google mobile barbers or mobile barbershop, and you can find some that may be in your area. I have not used one as of yet, so I don't have any that I can suggest, but it's definitely something that you can look out for. Me personally, I prefer the barbershop atmosphere sit there, talk to your barber, clown around. For those who may know, barbershops in uh, the African-American community tend to be a place where everyone goes, jokes around, shares problems, have great conversations. They could be anything about dating, to religion, to politics, to the game last night. So it's a great atmosphere, and it's always fun to be at the shop. Uh, the next one, my resolution, and should definitely be for everyone out here, don't get hospitalized. Stay as healthy as possible. Those of us dealing with um, incontinence, uh, with catheters and other issues, tend to see UTIs and uh, fevers and other issues rather often in the year. Last year, I think I was hospitalized four times. Yeah, that's a little too much for me. Way too much time. Those aren't the vacations I've been wanting to go on. So, especially with Corona going up and down and being dangerous, we don't want to be exposing ourselves to uh, having to stay in the hospital. And even if Corona wasn't out there, you, who just wants to be in the hospital for a few days? So uh, it kind of goes back to eating healthier and working out, doing whatever I can to maintain a healthier uh, lifestyle uh, and keep any extra issues, no wounds. For those guys, no pressure sores tend to creep up out of nowhere when you're sitting in your chair all day long or depending on how you are in your bed, if you don't have the proper mattress or if your clothes aren't fitting right, all these things can produce pressure sores and you end up in the hospital. Believe me, it is not something you want to have to deal with. And just for everyone else listening, you know, pay attention to your cholesterol, your blood pressure. If you have 
diabetes issues. Make sure you're, you're keeping track of your sugar, whatever it may be. Keep yourself healthy. Stay out of the hospital. I did not say don't go see your doctor. That is not what I said. In fact, see your doctor as often as you need to to make sure you're not being hospitalized. Do what you got to do to stay healthy. I don't care if you're drinking tea. I don't care if you're taking multivitamins on a regular basis. I don't care if you're looking or, or going through WebMD or whatever you may be, whatever resources you use to make yourself stay healthy and stay out of the hospitals, please do so. This one's a bit personal for me. Uh, I've always been an avid writer uh, since about middle school is when I realized I enjoy writing, whether it be poetry or articles or short stories. And I've fallen off ever since I've literally not been able to hold a pen anymore. I've kind of lost the the passion, I guess, for writing. Like, yeah, I know we can type and use voice control, but it gets annoying sometimes, especially when it's saying the wrong words or not catching an accent or, or just jacking up a whole sentence. But being able to put pen to paper just had a certain um, a certain feel to it that kind of helped be my muse and just make it more exciting. And I've fallen off and I've been wanting to get back to it regularly. So uh, my resolution when it comes to writing is putting, I guess, finger to screen or voice to Siri, whatever it may be, to kind of help me get back into the writing spirit. A couple short poems or, or get back on my blog. I used to do a blog for those who knew. So whatever I can do to kind of get my writing back up and to make that apply to those of you who don't enjoy writing as much as I do, get back to or develop a hobby. We've talked about it in other episodes. You kind of want something to help get your mind off of all the stress that you deal with from work, from family, from your annoying loved one that just be in your ear all the time. You just want to disappear and do something. I don't care if you're building model planes or cars or painting. In fact, there are a lot of people in the wheelchair community who have uh, less upper body mobility who paint and they use their mouth. I thought it was crazy the first time I heard it until I saw videos of individuals painting. And me personally, I suck. I don't get visual arts in that sense, but it is amazing that they're not letting their injuries or, or whatever challenges they may have physically hold them back from doing something that they are passionate about. So go ahead, find yourself a hobby and dive into it. I'm not saying avoid work. You need to pay your bills, but use it as your escape or just a way to uh, find out something you're passionate about. Um, along those lines and along the money-making lines we talked about earlier, I plan on learning a new skill or trade this year. If 2020 taught us anything uh, with the quarantine, with Rona, your job is not safe. Even the jobs where they tell you they're always safe, doctors and nurses, those individ individuals have been not going back to work because of fear of sickness, or some have been losing uh, their jobs because of not getting uh, vaccinated. Whatever your reason, understand your job ain't 100% safe. So uh, I think in 2020, there were a lot of individuals that went back and learned a new skill or a trade. They either went to school or university of YouTube and learned how to do something new. Even if it's not a money-making endeavor, something that you can do to make life a little easier for you or more affordable, if you can figure out how to make something at home that you no longer have to go out and buy, that is a way to make some money. I know what I did. Uh, there's an online resource called edx.com. I believe it's .com. I'll put the website up in the notes just to make sure, so don't quote me on it, but it is called EDX. It is an online resource where you can take online classes. 
from different universities, from all sorts of um, backgrounds and uh, different, I won't say degree programs, a lot of them are certification programs. Now, it is free, but to actually get the certificates, you do have to pay for them. To audit the class, no, it is not paid. You can learn something and you don't actually have to have certificates for everything. By taking several classes, you can just kind of learn something new you've always wanted to learn just to expand your horizons or expand on a career you already have by learning what the newest thing is out there. I've been on there. I've been doing some research myself about web accessibility. We've talked about it and we will talk about it in the near future. Uh, when I had Brooke McCall here, we were talking about technology and the tech access group, which I am a part of right now. And when dealing with technology on my side of the fence now, being uh, having some mobility impairments, you start to realize why it's important for things to be accessible to everyone. And when I mean everyone, I'm not just talking about people who may not have upper appendage movement. I'm talking about people who may be hard of hearing, have visual impairment, who may have uh, learning impairments, whatever accessibility may mean to each and every person, it should be accessible. I have to say the accessible tools I have at home have made many websites and programs and stuff easier for me to access, but then there are games and websites that are not usable for certain voice control features on uh, the phone or on the laptop. So it kind of sparked a passion that I didn't think I had, or I would have never thought to know I had rather. So check out EDX, learn something new, expand your horizons, and hey, maybe you can make some money by getting a new job. I am not telling you to quit your current job, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, the next one, another one that is very close to my heart is uh, getting back to being a regular church attendee. I have not stopped loving Jesus. I am still a baptized member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. But with Corona out here, many people have uh, not gone back to church, even though many churches have opened their doors again. I know in the early parts of the quarantine, many people were arguing that churches were ordered to close. There were pastors that were taking a stand and deciding not to close their doors. Whatever your opinion on that, that's your opinion. My church decided to take a, a more cautious route. They closed the doors for in-person services, but they continued to do online services. And in the beginning, I was all about it. I'm not going to lie. Many of us were really hyped to see each other, even if it was just on video or in the comments, we were joking back and forth, but we were part of these services. Somewhere towards the middle, end of 2020, the Zoom and online fatigue started settling in. And instead of being up on time for service, I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll watch it a little later, which I did. And then watching it a little later turned into, ah, man, I missed it. I'll catch it next week and I'll catch up. And then that turned into, when was the last time I watched any church services or caught a little online prayer from the pastor. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I still do my little studies personally at home, but it's not the same as being in person. And then last year, the doors opened, but it was uh, limited capacity, and I still kind of didn't get that vibe of we're back. But then, you know what? Missing it completely feels worse to me. So um, I don't know if any of you guys are feeling the same as I do or if you've been going regularly, and I'm the only one out here backsliding. But... I plan on going back to church. Um, I'm going to go at least once a month. Hopefully, uh, it'll get to a point where I can go more frequently, but I definitely want to be back in the house of the Lord at least once a month. Uh, whatever your beliefs may be, uh, if you're not out there going to church, just take some time to uh, meditate. 
if you're spiritual, hey, you talk to whoever you choose to talk to. I'm not here trying to convert nobody. Do your thing. But either way, um, set aside some time for you to meditate and look into yourself and uh, connect, I can say, with your spiritual self. Focusing on self-care. This is the ninth one on my list. The last few years, and I'll say even before my injury, so I'll say about 2015, we've been hearing a lot more about uh, mental health and mental awareness and anxiety and depression and people just um, doing more self-care. I think the original connotation to self-care was going to the salon, having a spa day, getting your hair and nails or a facial or a massage because men can do all of those things as well. Don't let them keep you out of there, fellas, if you want to get a mani and petty. It's not necessarily my thing, but I'll take a massage and a, a, a esthetician facial anytime to get cleaned up. I want to go to a beard salon. We've talked about that. Uh, but that was the uh, earlier connotation to uh, self-care. And it's not wrong, but I think it's expanded a little bit more to involving your mental health your emotional well-being, as well as the physical. And if that takes, or if that involves taking a day or so away from work, a day or so away from your family, uh, your spouse, your partner, them kids, I think you have to do that. And in my case, people see the smile. People see me, you know, I'm cheerful, and it's not fake in any way, shape, or form. But that that, that tends to lead them to the conclusion that there aren't those hard and dark moments, and there are. There are many times where you're by yourself, especially at night, uh, when you're just in bed and can't fall asleep and your mind just starts running. That's when uh, the harder thoughts and the, the emotions come around, especially myself. I just had my five-year anniversary of my accident back in uh, December. And around that time, you can't help but reflect. And sometimes those reflections are negative. So taking time to take care of yourself is important. I've mentioned speaking to a therapist many times here on the podcast. In fact, my appointment is next Monday, I think. I think it's next Monday. Why? Because it is great to have someone who won't judge you. They don't know you personally to the point where they could be like, oh, no, you're wrong. They're just here to give you a third-party perspective or sometimes just an ear to share something with. Find yourself a friend that you can get some of these stresses off your shoulders. Pull away. Go read a book. Go to the beach. I love the beach. I used to go to the beach at night. And just lay on one. They have lounge chairs in Hollywood Beach. Find me one, put a nice little blanket on it, and just lay out solo. No one with me. Just chill. That way you're getting away. It's just giving you time to meditate and be by yourself. Self-care is very important. Whatever self-care means to you, if it's taking a bubble bath and having a glass of wine and a book or just listening to some some sexy music like Sade or something, do that. Do whatever it takes to take care of yourself. The last thing on my list and my final resolution, and this one has, I guess, always been a part of me, but I really want to get back to it a bit more, is to give back. I've been blessed exponentially by, first, the good Lord. Secondly, by family and friends and even strangers have all been blessings to me, not only post-injury, but all of my life. I've always been um, fortunate to have a great support system and I've always been taught you have to give back, even if you don't have a lot. If I got 50 cents, one of those quarters, hey, I have to find someone that I can share it with. Um, If I have a dollar, somebody else should be getting that 50 cents because I was blessed enough to have that. 
I'm not saying give away your money. I'm not saying give away all your money. People tend to think that uh, financial giving is the only way to give back. Sometimes giving back with your time is more valuable. Little brother or little sister programs where you can mentor someone. Um, myself, I've been the beneficiary of a peer mentor program post-injury. So just finding your niche wherever you can uh, give back, find an organization that you may be passionate about or just something you know that isn't that important in your individual life, but it makes a difference in someone else's life. Take time to be thankful for what you have and being able to impact someone else's life by doing something kind for them. And the best way to do that, uh, since we were talking about church a little bit before the Bible says your your right hand doesn't need to know what your left hand is doing. I've always hated seeing social media uh, bigging up people who are doing um, their own version of giving back. I'm not saying recognition is not a good thing, but if I am personally recording myself doing acts of kindness, it doesn't really feel as genuine. Do your thing. No one needs to know. If you're going to donate to something anonymous, donate it. If you're going to go to a church and uh, give new clothing. I'm not saying the dusty old socks that you used to wear and now you got brand new socks. You want to get rid of the old socks. So you're going to go and bring it to the Salvation Army or 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 the new uh, the nearest church. No. Do something that is literally coming from you. Something that costs you something. Again, not necessarily money, but something that uh, comes from the heart that you can give and share to someone else. Giving back is the 10th resolution on my list to in increase the amount of giving back I'm currently doing and just do it with an open heart and open spirit. I hope you guys have your own lists of your resolutions. 10 were the ones I chose to share, and I think 10 is a good list to kind of maintain. I want you guys to help me uh, be accountable. I will, I'll say every three months then, so January, January, February, March, April. I had to count that in my head, my bad. April, I will go ahead and do an update on just a few of what I'm doing, uh, where my weight is at, if I'm being healthy, if my six pack is coming through, one pack a time at a time is okay. I'm not greedy. I'll work on one, and by the end of the year, I'll have all six, maybe five and a half. But, you know, keep up your resolutions. A great way to make sure you're maintaining is to have someone be accountable for you. Have a friend call you to remind you to stay on the bandwagon. Make sure you're not falling off. And here's the most important thing. You will fall. We're human. We make mistakes. Temptations are out there. You may realize, crap, it's February and I still haven't done a push-up. It's not too late to get back on. If you were going all the way through September and you have a tragedy or you lost your job or you broke your ankle, whatever it might be, getting back on it in October is not a bad thing. As long as you're maintaining and moving forward, that's all we can ask of ourselves. Remember, hit us up in our email if you want to share your own lists of your New Year's resolutions. We'll work on 10. If you don't think you can maintain 10, be honest, do five, shoot, do one, because progress is progress, one step at a time. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back on our next episode, and by then, it'll be our celebration for our two-year anniversary. I may be having a giveaway. I might be having a guest with me, whatever it is. You won't know unless you tune in. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Connect with the podcast on social media. Check out our Instagram page at ramp.it.up.podcast or email us at rampituppodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.